You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Hey, it's that time of the week. I've got Steve on the line. How are you doing, Steve? Uh, very well, my boy. Uh, on this magnificent sunny day that we're having, and we're probably not going to have another one for a couple of days, but it's very, very pleasant, and sitting here very quietly in the room at Northcote, uh, ready to roll, mate. Sounds good. Uh, it's a bit cloudy here today, but the sun is out a little bit. It's just a bit overcast, but well, I'm glad it's going well down Melbourne. And how's your week been? Yeah, good. Been okay. Football results, I really couldn't care less, quite frankly. There'll be a riot up in Sydney this weekend. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, well, I hope Sydney beat Collingwood, I'll say that much, but we'll wait and see. Yes, well, anyway, I was hoping that Brisbane Brisbane would win in the end, actually, so I was pleased with that result, but don't you know, we'll see what happens, who knows. Yep, yep, well, we've got two more weeks, well, one more week by the time we go to air, but anyway, who are we talking about today? Well, we've got someone I think that most of the listeners would at least have heard of, if they didn't know too many. They would recognise him by his songs rather than his actual name, I think. Johnny Tillotson. Yeah, yeah, I know his name. Is it Talk Back Trembling Lips? That's very good, Josh. I'm very impressed with that. Is it? A couple of others, which I think it might be, from my point of view, a bit ahead of that. But th- that was one of definitely one of his songs. So yeah, that, very good. Yeah, my uncle. Uh, I've got an uncle who likes that song. He requested a few times. Um, I might be requested again at the end of this little segment. We'll see. Okay. Well, well, tell me more about him. I don't know much about him. All right. Well, Johnny Tillotson. He actually used his real name, so that's good. He was born, and he's still alive. So that'll make you happy also. Now, he was born on April the 20th, 1938, in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, he was the son of Doris and Jack, and who owned a small service station there. Now, when he was nine years old, he was sent to a place called Palatka in Florida, P-A-L-A-T-K-A. Now, what happened there was he was actually looking after his grandmother, and he would swap each season, summer, winter, autumn, whatever, with his brother, and they would swap looking after the grandmother mother they would spend three to four months at a time looking after her he was performing at local functions as a child obviously he was already had the talent there and he developed a reputation as a talented singer by the time he was at the at the Kalatka high school but interestingly enough when he was around about 18 in 1956 he traveled on a greyhound bus and turned up at this particular lady whose name was may axton a-x-t-o-n and turned up at her house and now this particular lady, she was a school teacher, and she'd written a song called Heartbreak Hotel for a guy named Presley. Yeah, I think I know that she song. Did, uh, yeah, well, that was her claim to fame, and obviously he found her name somewhere, and uh, he turned up at her place. Now, this particular lady did publicity work for RCA Records, and she booked him in on some of the RCA package shows, which gave him plenty of exposure, and he became a semi-regular on one such show, which was hosted by a gentleman by the name of Toby Dowdy, not I haven't got much information on him. And he landed his own show on on a local station. Now, while he was studying at University of Florida in 1957, so he would have been 18 or 19 in this state, a local disc jockey by the name of Bob Norris, he sent a tape of Johnny Tillerson singing to a local talent quest, and he was chosen as one of six national finalists. Now, it doesn't actually say whether he won this particular talent quest, but it did give him the opportunity to perform at the Grand Old Opry in Nashville. And this prompted a local publisher by the name of Lee Rosenberg to take a tape to a gentleman by the name of Archie Blair, who was owner of a, an independent record label called Cadence Records. 
C-A-D-E-N-C-E. He then signed Tillerson to a three-year contract. His first single called Dreamy Eyes, which I'm not familiar with, reached number 63 on Billboard in 1958. Now, he then graduated in 1959 with a bachelor's degree in journalism and communication, but decided to move to New York City to pursue his music career even further. Followed with four more singles, which charted in the 50s and 60s, and then he hit Pay Dirt with Poetry in Motion, which he recorded in Nashville, and that peaked at number two on the Billboard and Cashbox charts, and that sold over a million copies and earned gold dish status. Two next singles were called, one was called Jimmy's Girl. That that was 25 in the US and 43 in the UK. And another song called Without You, that was number seven in the US. And that kept him under notice. He was travelling at this time with our friend Dick Clark. He used to have this, what was called a cavalcade of stars. And he said in an interview many years later, Johnny Tillerson made this statement that what a great operator Dick Clark was. There was no time for skullduggery on these things because all you did was sleep on the bus, perform at the next gig and then sleep on the bus again. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't sound like fun. No, no time to do anything else. But it was very popular with a whole lot of artists. I've read about this cavalcade of stars and over a long period of time it produced a heck of a lot of very well-known artists. So in 1962, the song you mentioned, uh, Be Pitched Right on a Hurtin', which he actually wrote, that was his next hit, and it was finished three on Billboard and five on Cashbox, and actually made the US country charts at number four, and also in the UK it charted at number 31. Now the song was dedicated to his father who was suffering a terminal illness. Now I wasn't able to find any more information about that, I dare say he would have passed not long after that, but that's who the song he dedicated it to. And it was a very successful song. Now, it actually earned a Grammy nomination. That's how successful it was for the best country and Western recording. And it was actually covered by over a hundred other artists. So it's a very, very popular song. Now, an album of the same name featured Send Me the Pillow That You Dream On. A gentleman by the name of Dean Martin had a, a very successful version of that song. And also another song called I Can't Help It. Now, these songs reached 17 and 24 on the Billboard chart, respectively, as singles. Now, the above three songs and all later songs were all hits on the pop as well as the country charts. And, Josh, you and I discussed just before the, before we went to air here that was he pop or country? Well, he actually combined the two genres together. He did it very well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. And in 1963, the song that I probably first recognised, because my sister's name is Judy, 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 <laughs> uh, that was eight, 18 on Billboard and Talk Back Trembling Lips, which was number seven on the Billboard, Billboard chart. And these were the last of his actually big songs, with most of the latest songs that he had that charted around. They were successful, but only charted about 30 or lower on Billboard. With Heartaches by the Number, which was an old Guy Mitchell song, earning a second Grammy nomination for Best Vocal Performance of 1965. And that reached number four on what they called the Easy Listening Charts. So he certainly crossed onto a lot of different musical charts in his time. He also recorded the theme song for Gidget. I don't know whether you knew that, Josh. I didn't um, know that. <laughs> no, that was start with Sally Field, of course, and that was in 1965. And he also appeared in several films. Don't think that you'd be familiar with any of these because or two or three of them because they were all fairly low budget low grade films and one of those one of these was called just for fun 1963 and that was a british music film with music by our friend tony hatch and it starred mark winter and bobby v amongst others 
And then there's another one. You might have heard of this one, a movie called The Fat Spy. No, no. <laughs> no, not familiar. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I, I know why I wouldn't have heard of it, because it was in 1966, and it starred Phyllis Diller and Jane Mansfield. And it actually featured in a documentary later on called The 50 Worst Movies Ever Made. So that was one something that are qualified. Well, maybe I have. I've got, that. I've got a book about that. I don't remember that one, but I've read a book about the 50 worst movies. I'm not sure. Yeah, or maybe it's in there, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, read it, I've, I've read it, but I can't remember. But I, now that you mention, it, I remember yeah. Jane Mansfield Jane being Mansfield. being in a yeah. couple of the movies in the list. So I might have read about that one, but I, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, Jane Mansfield had some talents, but Josh will leave that for the listeners to decide what they were. And it certainly wasn't acting, I don't Yeah, know. no, but it's some good movies to start off with <laughs> okay two good things yeah okay well, well I, I don't know of any any movies that she was in but anyway not to worry and the other movie here i don't know whether you're familiar with this one's called the call of the wild now this was a uh, 1976 but this was i think it was a fairly low budget low grade movie and it talks about people going to alaska in the klondike area searching for gold i couldn't tell you who's in it because i didn't actually make a note of it so you may not be familiar with that one either but anyway Continuing on with Johnny Tillis, and in the 70s, he actually recorded for several different labels and appearing in concerts, theatres, state fairs, and festivals, and in major hotels in Vegas and elsewhere, as a lot of these artists did once their uh, popularity waned. Now, he made several tours during the 80s to Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand, and in the 90s, he recorded songs for charity, several Christmas songs for charity, one with uh, Freddie Cannon and Brian Highland, and again with Brian Highland. And one of our whatever happened to is Tommy Rowe for a song movie called Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Uh, the, was that the original in 1967? No, this one was 1998. Oh, okay. No, don't worry. There's obviously been a couple of other a couple of versions of this, I would say. It's got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, 1998. Okay. This song was called We Can Make It, and this movie starred, amongst others, I've written a couple of names down here, Eric Idle, Whoopi Goldberg, Debbie Reynolds, and Bob Newhart. Yeah, definitely not the original version. No, but it's obviously been a couple of versions of this one by the sound of it. Now, he recorded a song called Not Enough 2010, which was a dedication to military, police, fire and all the uniformed personnel of the USA. Now, he's an inductee into the Hit Parade Hall of Fame in 2008. He's an inductee into the Florida Artists Hall of Fame in 2011, and that's the highest honour that the state of Florida bestows on an artist. And in 2014, inducted into America's Pop Music Hall of Fame. And I'll now jump on my usual little bandwagon and perhaps ask the question, was he more deserving than Johnny Rivers and Bobby Goldsworth, to name two, <laughs> who haven't made the hit parade or the music hall of fame? Make up your own mind about that. That's a personal opinion. I'm not decrying Johnny Tillotson's entry into him. I'm just would like uh, Johnny Rivers and Bobby Goldsworth to be <laughs> into those two. I'm making a very, very silent plea, which will probably not be heard on the other side of the world. But anyway, here we go. That's the way. Now, Josh, that's it. That's the story of Johnny Tellison. He's still with us and going along all right. I've requested the four of those songs, the four songs that I mentioned. We'll start off with perhaps Poetry and Motion to start off with, and I'll give you the other ones after we hear this one. Poetry and Motion, thank you. Okay, well, here's a bit of Poetry in Motion, literally, by Johnny Tillotson. You're listening to whatever.
And yes, I know that one. It's very pop country. He does that very well. The nice ballads. Yeah, it is. And it comes, gets along a bit and quite an easy to listen to song, I must say. Yeah, a lot of his songs are very easy to the ear. Yeah, and I think that's probably why he appealed to different sections of the music world because he was able to move between move between a, a, a few genres. Now, the other ones I've picked, Judy, Judy, Judy... I hope my sister might be listening to this show, but she may not be, but I'll see if I can get her to listen to this one. Well, she'll get hello to Judy Johnson, a presenter at 1FM as well. Hope she's listening. <laughs> OK, good on you, Judy. That's for you too. And we've got Talk Back Trembling Lips, and it keeps right on a hurt, and thanks, Josh. Yep, OK, hope it doesn't hurt. But, yep, we can do all three of those. That's good. So Johnny Tillerson, certainly a worthy entry into our whatever. Happened to, uh, or we'll create our own Hall of Fame, Josh, so we'll put him in that. <laughs> He's in three others, so we might as well put him in ours too. And and certainly a very listenable listenable person and person who made his mark in the 60s and will always remember. Yes, yeah, and my Uncle Bill's a big fan, so hi to my Uncle Bill as well. And thanks, Steve, and another good one. Thanks for that. And as I always say, Josh, good health to everybody and uh, look after yourself and so you can hear the show again next week. Oh, yeah, that should be your main priority in life, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we've lost the Queen now. She was a big listener, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Well, that's probably taken away about 20, 30 million listeners, Josh. So, yeah. uh, just stay healthy, everyone, and look forward to catching up with you with another one next week. Take care. Thanks, mate. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.